everybody, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Keeping It Real with your realtor, Sharon Farenholt. And today I have uh, three, I will say, seasoned guests. I'm very excited to have all three of you on the show. Suzette's rolling her eyes at that, but (laughs) we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, Today we're going to talk a little business and a little real estate. We're going to tie it all in because that's kind of like the hot topic right now is what's going on in the real estate market. And I have uh, two agents with me that have been in this business. You've seen highs and lows and ups and downs. I have Ed Chapman, who started basically January 2010, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then Teresa Strohmeyer, who has been doing this since 1992. Mm -hmm. That's right. 30 years. 30 years. And then I brought Suzette, our broker, in. And you've been doing this pretty much since you've been born. So That is correct. My dad was a real estate broker, so I kind of... You were born into it. I grew up in it. Yes, yes. But um, but one of the reasons I wanted to have both um, Ed and Teresa specifically on is... I think that you guys have so much knowledge on the real estate market as well as business. I mean, you guys have just done a, a wonderful job as entrepreneurs, and I think that you have so much that you can share um, with our listeners and maybe um, calm some fears of what's happening in the market. So welcome to the show. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. All right. So I'm going to start with, uh, let me just start with um, you, Teresa. Just give us a little background on you and, and why you got into real estate, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I've been in it 30 years. And before that, I was a journalist. I okay. worked at the Winchester Star and WINC. And I call myself the accidental realtor. <laughs> I, I did not get into this I like thinking that. I was going to work full time. Um, I wanted to buy rental properties, replace my income mm-hmm. at the newspaper. Um, small town reporters don't make a lot of money. Right. So it wasn't hard to do to right. replace my income. And I decided to take the real estate class because I thought it would help me okay. with rentals. Mm-hmm. And it did. But I also started thinking, how hard can this be? Mm-hmm. And this was a testament to the other agents I had worked with in the past, right? Um, they made it look so easy. Mm-hmm. So I thought you put a sign in the ground, you go back a month later, you right. get a check, how hard can it be? You know, I, I have heard that the um, best entrepreneurs are the ones that make it look easy. Right. You know, those are the ones that are swimming like mad in the background. But right. so yeah, so you uh, definitely had some people that you saw mm-hmm. that were successful that like, oh, this, this isn't right. that difficult. Right. And I liked houses. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is natural. Right. And I should try this. Well, when you get into the business, you find out it's about people. It's not about houses. Right. So I, I was really naive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was accidental because I thought, I really thought I would spend my winters writing. I didn't have to work in the winter. Okay. I would just work seasonally. <laughs> so it, it it was quite a learning experience. And here you are 30 years later. Right. And you have rentals still. I and did. you're a seasoned agent with so much to offer. I've learned so much from you, from, you. from both of you. So, all right, what's your background story here, Ed? Boy, how do you top that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because it's it's kind of a similar story in the fact that I started with Philip Morris and I was so blessed to have such a great mm-hmm. business education company to work for. Right. When I left there, I went and started my own coffee houses. Starting okay. uh, daily grinds and, mm-hmm. and went into business there. We had fifty-five stores in eleven states when we sold it. Wow! Wow! And so I was getting. I didn't realize you had fifty-five stores. Yeah, that is that is amazing. Yeah, 
pure entertainment. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like you were not to di- you know digress from our real estate conversation, but I kind of feel like you were like coffee shops before coffee shops were cool. Like they were, In you were kind of like the yeah, were. you were like yeah. the le- leading the way for coffee yeah. shops. Was, yep. Yeah, prime time for sure. Yeah, and then uh, after we sold it. I knew I couldn't sit still. I'm just not that type of person. Right. And I got to talking to Miss Neff here. And <laughs> I was like, she, Teresa, threw, I was, she threw the fishing yeah. line out real good. <laughs> I yeah. was going to do something because I thought you could do it part time. Yeah. And uh, didn't take uh-huh. long to learn that that's just not the case. You're <laughs> right. either in it or you're not in mm-hmm. it. Well, I also find when it's something that you love, it's easy to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. I have to to ask Teresa and add a question here. So, Teresa, was it as easy as you thought it would be? (laughs) (laughs) No. And and I never make things easy. It's just not me. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be a certain way. So no matter what I do, it's not going to be easy (laughs) because I'm not that way. But I think that's an important question because uh, newer, uh, well, people who Mm -hmm. are considering being an agent, like, yourselves where you know you saw these other successful agents that looked oh this looks easy i think it's important for them to know it's a lot of hard work yeah it is a lot of hard work although there are some i think we're moving away from the cult of the personality because there there were agents years ago who they just had personality uh-huh and that's all they needed Okay. And people would gripe and complain about them. They walk into the room and they had star quality. Uh-huh. It's like all the problems disappeared. Oh, he's here. And I never had that star quality. And, well, and oh, it's I okay. Bet, I bet you did. <laughs> and it's okay because I don't want it. I want to be good at what I think I you're do. a superstar. Oh, well, Does thank that you. matter? Thank Does you. that count for anything? But, but you know, a lot all of people of think I want to be the biggest. Mm-hmm. Concentrate on being the best. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll become the biggest. But right. being the best is more important. Mm-hmm. I yep. agree. Yep. I always, I, when I look at business, business, I like to say any business that I do, because I was in a previous business also, is, is there is no plan B. The plan mm-hmm. is to succeed. Right. There's no plan B. Let me be the best of what, I'm, what I, it is that I'm doing and charge forward with that. Burn the ships. Burn the ships. <laughs> That's right. How about you, Ed? Uh, the same question? Well, well that to follow up on what Teresa mm-hmm. said, I think it's very important to be genuine, mm-hmm. to be real, to be there for them, and to, to be consistent as you can be. So once you find the model that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. to her point in the beginning, she did a lot of rentals. Right. And that was the main reason for getting into the business. Right. Um, there are so many avenues, and that's what I learned very quickly when I got in, because 55 stores, I had 55-plus leases that I oh, had to yeah, negotiate. Right, so I did right. some commercial stuff. So right. I would dabble there. I just Getting a focus was very difficult for mm-hmm. me in the beginning because I, once I found it and what I, what I really liked doing, and happened pretty quick because in 2009 was short sale season. Oh, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Through, 2009 through 12, about 60% of our business in Frederick County was distressed property sales. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I, I did a lot of short sales. Yeah, a little bit about that because you did come in yeah, right right, when, at the bottom. right at the bottom. Yeah. And then, Suzette, I want you to piggyback on that. Like, how did you keep people like Ed who came here? This was, you know, 2009 and 2009, first part of 2010, and want to be an agent. How do you motivate someone in a market that's not doing well? Well, you've got to take a look at what is doing well. And what Ed did was he capitalized on the fact that people needed help that were in a distressed sales situation. And so when the market shifts, you as a real estate agent need to shift 
or you're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. So you came in without having to shift because you were you're, you were kind of basically planning your attack. Yeah, it was my career. Mm-hmm. So you, you had no option, and but you do have the option of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And had a funny story with a broker that was in our office as well at the time, because I saw short sales was kind of the current gold mine mm-hmm. because nobody wanted it. Okay. You know, so everybody much work, had been through right? a very hot market. Mm-hmm. Very true. And now we were going into short sales when everybody was avoiding them. And it was painful. I mean, you Friday, you sat on the phone with attorneys and lenders. Wow. Because you had to make sure that they weren't going to foreclose while you were trying to help them through the, the okay. short sale. And so just trying to, to navigate the waters there. But as long as you kept your goal as helping people, mm-hmm. then, again, it was a motivating factor. It was right. what made it worthwhile mm-hmm. doing. So. Right. And then I would imagine you've seen a lot of ups and downs, Teresa. I have. What has kept you going? Like, I, I will just say, like, for me personally right now, I mean, I came, you know, where the market is hot. Um, Suzette, before you came, we were having an, an off-mic conversation on what upsets me. is when people say, like, oh, you're so lucky you got in at the right time. I'm like, no, I've worked my butt off just like all the other agents. But That's we're right. starting to see a shift in the market. What, what did, give me some advice. What do you do when you start seeing the shift? Well, you have to recognize we'll always have shifts and changes. Mm-hmm. And you have to have um, valleys in order to have peaks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just have to accept it's part of the cycle is part of the business. Mm-hmm. And it's um, unfortunately we're in a boom and bust type situation with real estate mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. And you have to adapt. And in um, 08, 09, um, I saw houses that I had sold for half a million dollars resell for half that oh that's right that had to have been heartbreaking almost i would imagine it was heartbreaking but you could see that it was going to happen and if you think oh it'll always go up and i'm always going to make more money now yeah it's not yeah um it's cyclical and you have to accept that and in 09 08 and 09 um i i remember thinking okay i should get into foreclosures well everybody was doing that Mm mm-hmm it was very costly, and it you didn't know if you're going to be paid or not. Okay, so, so it's a lot of work. Yeah, and for maybe nothing. Right. So mm-hmm. I I didn't have much luck going that route. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find sources, so I started doing short sales. I started doing them before other people did. Okay. And even before attorneys did, and I would okay. negotiate them myself, which was awful. Wow. And. But it puts hair on your chest. I can and, only imagine. <laughs> and, and you learn. And, and then when attorneys started doing it, I found attorneys or title companies that I felt comfortable with and mm-hmm. started using them because each short sale was different. Right. And you really needed more legal expertise. Mm-hmm. So I was glad to find people who would do it. But initially, yeah. nobody wanted to do it. That probably helped with your negotiating skills as you move forward in real estate, too, I'd imagine, just being able to negotiate deals. And I've negotiated with you. You're tough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like volleyball. Uh You've got to keep the ball in the air. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't keep it in the air, Uh you're done. Yeah. And so so kind of an interesting uh, little side story. I don't know if, if, I know Suzette knows this, but I don't know if either of you know that I got in, I was an appraiser. Oh. 
And I started that at the end of 2006, 2007. So you have to work under someone to mm-hmm. begin with. It was great. She was giving me things to do you know, for a good year, left and right. And then 2008 came, and I got nothing. So, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. it all. And I was at the mercy of someone else, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because that's the way appraising works. You can't right. go, on, go at it on your own. Um, so I had to shift gears and, I don't know, decided it was a good idea to open a retail business in a recession. But, <laughs> hey, I made it work. <laughs> because I wanted to be in business, and I think that's part of it as an entrepreneur. You, you find something. You, it's business right. is part of what what you're made of right. and and that's one thing about real estate you can go into real estate as an agent with minimal investment yes. compared to what you would have to do for a full-scale business oh, heavens. Yeah. yes that's really yeah, bricks yeah. and mortar and all yeah. absolutely yeah. and no it's question. one of the purest forms of free enterprise yeah you yeah. either succeed or you don't mm-hmm. I, agree. I wish everybody worked on commission Everybody out there, because the world would be different. Yeah. It would be very you different. It would be better. Yeah, in because some you. Respects. Yeah, there. There's a lot of respect for people when they're paying you. Right. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Very good point. Uh, so we've talked a lot about 08 and 09. I don't think we want your listeners to think that we see a preview of that in the history of. No, let's move. It is a very different marketplace now than it was back then. Mm -hmm. It was just a very painful time to be um, selling real estate if you were a homeowner back then. Mm -hmm. So we all really remember it because it is a relationship business. It's a people business, and Mm -hmm. it's it's it brings back some very vivid memories for all of us. I know going through that time. Well, and that's the headlines. Are we going back? to that that's the headlines so go ahead take it away with that piece of it so what what does the future look like the next couple of years here's your crystal ball here's my crystal ball (laughs) well what do you think you've done you know i've heard people say that the market is stabilizing the market is normalizing the market is whatever the reality is i don't know that there's any normalization per se because what is normal normal is is the market we're in today Mm -hmm. and that is constantly evolving so I'm not sure I like the you know the phrase normalizing but we are in a market where homeowners have record equity in their properties now they did not back in 08 and 09 if homeowners get in trouble right now and they can't make their payment they can still probably sell their home and put a nice chunk of change in their pocket today. Right. Since then, the banks have tightened up on their lending standards, so we don't have um, bad debt out there, bad mm-hmm. loans out there. So the odds of people foreclosing now is dramatically lower than mm-hmm. what it was at that point. Yeah, in that, time. that's what I've heard. It's yeah. like it's not going to go back to that to that same no, market as no. it was before. Plus, we had a lot of inventory back then. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of homes on the market, as we all know right now. The market's anemic. We are we are seriously, um, you know, in a in a situation where we need more listings, we need more homes to sell, mm-hmm. and we're not where we need to be yet as far as inventory goes. So that's just going to keep driving um, prices, mm-hmm. just basic supply and demand. So we're not at the tipping point that we were at back then. We're nowhere near it. So we're not looking for that kind of a market shift. We are looking at a slowdown in number of sales, um, 
but again, it's I wouldn't call it a normalization. Mm-hmm. I would say the last couple of years were pretty outrageous in terms of the, f- the frenzy we saw in the marketplace mm-hmm. with um, home prices increasing at record paces and you right. know, multiple offers and all of that. And we're still seeing that to a degree, but it is definitely, the heat has cooled. It's right. not as extreme. And as far as my crystal ball goes, no <laughs> yeah, way, what? no way. I'm not venturing again. <laughs> not a what do you guys, what, what do you think? Well, I think the key is to Teresa's point earlier is to be have know that it's uh, market adapt- adaptability. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to see these things coming. Right. You have to prepare for them. And to jump on what Suzette said, you're looking at a more even market. The buyers are starting to come in and, and be able to have home inspections and make sure that, right. that they're good. But through everything, the best way to do it is to get help where you need it. I've been blessed with, you know, two great team members. Right. And the other thing is just to, to be prepared and consistent because when you market people and stay huge. with your database, right. then through thick and thin, they're going to stick with you and refer you. People are still going to have to buy and sell. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so whatever happens, you want to be focused on it and ready to be able to, to right. help people. So. Well, I, I say that if I start getting too comfortable, then I'm not growing. And being uncomfortable means I'm, right now things are shifting. I need to find mm-hmm. ways to change things up. Being uncomfortable means I'm growing. If I start getting comfortable. And if comfortable, you're not growing, you're dying. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. And so I kind of look at this as a, a market opportunity for me to reevaluate my business. And, you know, what I was doing was working well, but it's shifting. So I need to maybe shift some things and, and look at how to do things, how to do things differently to stay relevant. Any thoughts on that? Well, that's true. I mean, change is the constant thing. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Suzette. This market is different than... 2008 and 2009, um, there are more safety precautions with loans. Mm-hmm. Um, the appraiser and the lender are not in cahoots with each other. Right. Yeah, um, I kind of remember those days as an yeah. appraiser. Yep. There's more separation. <laughs> like, how much does I need to appraise for? Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's how it was and, then. Right. And it's not that way anymore. So I, I think by having that distance, we have protection built in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the market is slower. Instead of selling in 20 minutes, it's going to take 20 days right. or a couple months or yeah, right. three months. Right. Yeah, I remember coming to you like, I don't know, what am I doing wrong, Teresa? Like, I've had a market, I've had a house that's been on the market for 20 days. And you're like, oh, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and another thing to remember, I, I'm not trying to be grim, but mm-hmm. some properties are not going to sell. Oh, right. right. Unless so there's a major time. adjustment. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we have to be. Realistic. We all need an attitude adjustment every yeah. now and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. even our properties. <laughs> and you know, people, the public thought, okay, these realtors they're rolling in dough right now because everything's selling so quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't realize we'd have to write eight or nine offers for a buyer before one would go through and work. That's right. Um, We're doing a lot of work in the background. That right. You don't see. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And not enough inventory. Yeah. So we didn't have yeah. enough to sell. 
I'll be honest. I had no idea how much work was involved in being an agent until I became an agent. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. You don't. I mean, because like you said, it looks like, oh, you go put a for sale sign in the yard and, and that's that. But there's so much work. There are some some nights yeah. of stomach and knots and how are you going to make <laughs> well, and, and people, um, Some things that kept me up at night. I, I no have doubt. a theory that there's temporary insanity when people buy or sell. Even perfectly <laughs> normal people right. go into insanity at some point. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what will set them off, but at some point, <laughs> you know, you see this market so long. You, know, I, 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 you probably we have, have to walk them there. off the ledge. Don't jump. Just <laughs> stay true. with it. Yeah, and and people are so emotional, right? It is an emotional. emotional it is so thing. emotional. That's mm-hmm. that, that well, moving is key, very hectic. Uh, yeah. I think the key to to work on top of that is we. My wife and I downsized about two years ago, mm-hmm. and. After doing that, I think it should be the state law that every real estate agent has to move every five years. We have no idea what we put these people through. This is crazy. I'm in trouble. I live in the house where I grew up. I'm in big trouble. Well, it's typically the single largest investment of somebody's lifetime, Mm -hmm. so you're going to get the emotions. You're going to get the ebb and flow. You're going to get some insanity here and there. But, I mean, what a true real estate professional does is – A, you expect it. B, you know how to manage that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I do think think sometimes we're part psychologist, you know, part therapist. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Part, part, you know, marriage counselor, Mm -hmm. part everything. Because it all, when when somebody's buying and selling real estate, it really all comes into the whole family, the all the emotional. Yeah. Everything. And you mentioned financial. A and B, and then there's a C of the emotions of doing mm-hmm. it because yeah. they, they raised their family there. Yeah, that's right. And and they're going through that's a journey right. is what we call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it yeah. takes a year to 18 mm-hmm. months to prepare them for that journey. I mean, we've it got does. people that are selling farms yep. and yeah. don't yeah. know what to do with all of their stuff. So you've got to, you've got to help them design a plan. Mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned this, I know, on one or two other podcasts, but and Suzette's heard me say it many times, but I, I've made up a word. It's transational because you're in, you're in a relationship during the transaction. And you are so deep in that relationship and yeah. helping them navigate life right then yeah. that, yeah, you are part You're counselor. You're, you are. You are. And the, the sad thing for me, not that you don't keep that relationship going afterwards, but it's like, you know, you want to follow up. Hey, how did Johnny do in the game? You know, I mean, yeah. it, because you're so involved in their mm-hmm. life for, you know, the, the yeah. time that you're doing that. Forever, and if you're going to be successful, you've got to yeah. keep Absolutely. that relationship going involved, and stay yeah. in touch. You're deeply immersed during the transition. You are, yeah. But it, is, but it is, it does. I, I've loved the people that I've gotten to know through it and the friendships that I've made. And, I mean, I, you know, it, it is fun. My, my very first house sale, she and I have become such good friends. And, you know, we still, we spent, we spent apple, apple blossom together. And this was her first one with it being like the real apple blossom. And I love those relationships. Mm -hmm. The people that I really, there probably wouldn't have been an opportunity to meet had I not been their agent. In most cases, at least. And they become part of your journey Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. as you being part of theirs. Mm -hmm. So why, why do you, why do both of you, well, even you, Suzette, why do you guys stay in this business? Why do you keep doing what you're doing? What Mine is helping stay? people. I mean, that's what I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And same with the when I was in the coffee business with the franchise. I love helping people. Mm-hmm. And to see them see success and see their dream come true is just it's a phenomenal experience. Yeah. Yep. Teresa? I like the free enterprise part of it. 
um, oh. knowing mm -hmm. that I will be rewarded based on my efforts. I love that. I actually love that too. That is one that, like, I don't mind working for my I like working for mm -hmm. my money. Mm -hmm. I do. I, I, I've said that before as well. And there's no real safety net. I mean, you, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, there's um, no paycheck unless, unless you do the work. You have a result. Yeah. Yeah. Susan, I, I like you? that too. And I like, you know, I, I work with agents and, and coach agents and train and I, I love seeing, you know, people work hard and, and, you know, achieve at certain levels, but it does boil down to what you said, Ed. It's, it's about relationships mm -hmm. and the best real estate agents out there are the ones who know the relationship is what's paramount mm -hmm. and that's what you cultivate and that's what you grow. And, um, and it's important all the way around. It's not about the almighty dollar. I mean, we all need to make a living, but if it's not about the relationship, it's really um, not where you want to be as a real estate professional. And I would imagine you as the broker, you I know you've had to help me navigate some of the relationships of <laughs> the transactions that I've been in, but I'm sure that, that for you, there's got to be some satisfaction in helping um, seeing it go through to the end and being able to help agents oh, yeah. get Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I know Teresa mentioned talking buyers and sellers off a ledge. There are days when I talk real estate oh, agents yeah. off a ledge. <laughs> well, yes, there are. And what happens behind closed doors in my office too behind closed doors in my office. But it is, it is emotional. I mean, is, yeah. you can't be involved with buyer and seller without you getting a little bit involved as well. It's very difficult to separate that emotion. Now, seasoned mm -hmm. agents are, get better about, you know, not taking their work home and that sort right. of thing. But, but you do get, and it's, it's a relationship. And mm -hmm. so it is, it is an emotional journey as well as a business journey mm -hmm. for the realtor as well. So, you got to communicate. Yeah, that's, that's the huge. important thing, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And yep. if you avoid communicating, that's where a lot of the problems occur. Right. Agreed. I mean, that's kind of in life in general, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yes. Most people should know that, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to communicate the bad It is. But mm -hmm. you have to get it over with. You have mm -hmm. to get it out there and take care of it. Yep. Well, and you've got to know how to communicate. That's one of the first discussions we have is... How do you want to communicate? Do you are you a texter? Or are you a phone call? Mm -hmm. And everybody's different, right? And oh, there's so got, many different ways now. When you've got bad yeah. news, it better be face to face. Yeah, that better be not just a, not just a text. Absolutely, agents agents struggle delivering bad news. I'm t I've seen agents drag their feet on delivering bad news, and I, you all have heard me say it many times. Your job as a real estate professional is to tell your client what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Yeah. And then they have to make the decision from there based yeah. on the information they get. Yep. And you can't be an enabler. Mm -mm. Sometimes you have to yeah. be the bad cop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to ask you guys, we're getting close to, 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 to time here, but I'm going to throw both, both questions out so you can think about it. For now, question number one, what would you all say to an agent who wants to, uh, or a person who wants to become an agent now? How, you know, with the market and how things are. And number two, what would you tell somebody that wants to buy or sell now? Teresa, you want to start that? I, I think it's a good time to buy or sell right mm -hmm. now. Uh, you just have to recognize that the interest rates are a little higher, mm -hmm. but maybe prices will equalize. Right. So it's it's never good, all good or all bad. 
okay. and just adapt. And what is your life situation? Is it time for you to retire and move? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter what what's happening. Right. Or like you said, a downsizing. It might be time yeah. to downsize. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Right. Well, my favorite word for times like this is relevant. Mm-hmm. When you're buying high, you're selling high. When you're buy, selling low, you're buying low. So mm-hmm. as long as you keep that in perspective and, and train them on looking forward to that or right. looking for that um, that situation, then when they're prepared, they're, yeah, it's, they're okay time, to do it. Yeah, if you don't time. prepare them and then you tell them that you know they've got to drop their price for $20,000 just to... Right. Just, just to get the you know the option for it, then mm-hmm. uh, they're ready to do that. What about you, Suzette? Perfect, perfect response, you guys. Because the truth of the matter is, there's never a great time or a terrible time to buy or sell. It totally depends on everybody's circumstance, mm-hmm. and so you just need to be aligned with a great real estate professional who can give you all the information to make an educated decision. Now you asked, is it a good time to get into the business right. as a real estate agent? I'm, I'm going to probably say the opposite of what most people would say to that. Okay. Um, I think getting into the business during a slower time is a better time to get into the business than a hot, fast market. Mm-hmm. That's completely the opposite of what we see when people getting their license. When people mm-hmm. hear, oh, the market's hot, everybody rushes to get their license, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the market's getting slow. Then people leave the business or they don't go get their license. But if you learn how to sell real estate during a slower market, you will be very well equipped in any marketplace. Uh-huh. So, and I have an point. example of that. Starting yeah. in yeah. 09, it was right at the bottom. Yeah. And you point. jump into everything mm-hmm. to try to learn as much as you can. Yeah. So, you know, as far as what I would suggest for anybody getting into it, though, would be um, get help. Yeah. You know, when, when you start growing your business and you start becoming successful, and that was the first year I just I sat back and watched people build their business. They'd get a bunch of listings, a bunch of sales, and then they'd yeah. spend the next three months trying to get more listings. And, and mm-hmm. it drove me crazy watching the business cycle mm-hmm. of that. Right. So I had to, and I think, to be honest with you, I sat down with a bunch of brokers and successful agents at the time when I first got started, and Teresa was one. And she said, if you if you want to be successful, pay for what you don't like to do. Ah, right. So, mm-hmm. right, right. so you bring on people that support yeah. you mm-hmm. and then make sure they're an ideal and then make sure that you stay focused on what everybody's needs is. Mm-hmm. In our team, that's the first thing we do about this time of year is what do you want next year? How right. much do we plan to yep. make? Do we need yeah. to make? Yep. I like then, that. You, I heard you talk about that at one of our team meetings, one of the um, the agent meetings, and yeah. I thought yeah, that's really good. Like, what you know, what does next year look like, and what we need personally? Yeah. Make and a plan and work the plan, and if you mm-hmm. don't, then yeah. you're not going to be successful. With real estate, I think, are you willing to take the marriage vows with real estate? Mm-hmm. In sickness and death, and richer and poorer, right? Uh, no matter what happens, are you going to stick with it? Mm-hmm. And when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I say, "No matter what happens, this is what I'm going to do." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of look at at business in general uh, that same way. Only I, I call it uh, my child. Mm-hmm. And when my child is driving me crazy, yeah, I might need to take a little breather. <laughs> but am I gonna like kick the child out of the house? No. Like mm-hmm. you work with it, you yeah. you know, you you work through it, and you and you keep on moving. And that's what business is to me. It's like raising a child, mm-hmm. and you put your heart soul into it, and you know you're gonna do everything you can to help that child be successful. 
And with transactions, sometimes I have to say, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's that closing date? Yes. You know, it, yes. it will be over at a certain point, and, every, and it will, everything will clarify and be yes. happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you guys have been wonderful to talk to. I've, I've loved having, having all of you on the podcast. Any closing thoughts that you want to throw out there before we wrap this up? It's, it is a good time to buy or sell. You need to talk to a professional to guide you through it. Hey, you know what? There are three professionals right here that would love to help. (laughs) Well, Teresa, Ed, and Suzette, it has truly been a pleasure having you on the show. We talked before we we started the podcast about maybe having a part two uh, with this, and I think that that would be a a great idea. Maybe it's something we can just periodically get together and and kind of keep everybody abreast on what's going on in the market and, and how to continue with success, buying, selling, and in business. Thank you for including us. Yep, absolutely. It's been a true pleasure. So, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this is Sharon and Teresa, Ed and Suzette. Make it a great one. Bye-bye, everyone.